Welcome to the Data Podcast. My name is Brian Ward, the creator and host of the Data Podcast. I am a coach, Marine Corps veteran, speaker, husband, and you guessed it, a dad. Are you ready to be inspired to be the best dad you can be for your family? This show will provide you with the tips, tools, and strategies to do just that. Are you a dad just going through the motions? Or are you looking to really elevate your dad game to the next level? Truth is, it is a blessing to be a dad. This is a responsibility we must take seriously. In the end, how do you want to be remembered? I hope you want to be remembered as a phenomenal dad. Your legacy starts in the home, not outside the home. If you're really ready to elevate your dad game, then make sure you bang that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now, let's get started. Data. Welcome to another episode of Data Up, everyone. Thank you guys very much for joining me. I am really excited to have this individual on. He's an author, and uh, I wanted to have him on because this book is very interesting, and I want him to talk about it. So um, it's been uh, just a short time that we've known each other, maybe a few weeks here, but uh, I'm really excited that uh, we've gotten a chance to connect. My good friend, Mark Craven, has joined me on Data Up. Welcome to the show. Brian, thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, let's start off with, you know, my listeners who don't know who you are, let's learn a little bit about you, uh, kind of your background, your upbringing, all those sorts of things, um, how you got into what you're doing now. And then obviously yeah. this is a dad podcast, so I want to know about your family as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was uh, raised by a single mom in kind of the ghetto and I didn't have a dad, didn't know my dad growing up. So when it mm. came time for me to become a dad, I was out of my mind, terrified. And so very scared, <laughs> but once once it happened, I you know it's we'll get to that. But it's been the uh, greatest experience of my life. So, you know, I I went to school, you know, and after after high school, I I was really into music. So growing up was rough. Me and my mom, we never got along. She was uh, just it, it was it was hard. It was a hard upbringing. You know, like I said, I didn't have a dad, and she was. Uh, we, we just never saw eye to eye. You know, she she had a lot of she had a lot of sort of mental health issues that went unchecked and untreated. And one of the big things that she often did was lied kind of about everything. Mm. So I had really deep insecurities develop out of that that I've been working on now in my adult life <laughs> ever since I was a kid. And, you know, so it was really hard. I didn't have a lot of belief in myself. I had really low self-esteem. And the only thing that really and depression hit me, I mean, I was, you know, I can remember depression as far back as probably 12 years old, maybe younger. Um, I do remember when I was in second grade. So I was like seven years old that I made a vow never to get my hopes up again because I was always let down. So, I mean, just imagine like being so hopeless and distraught at seven, you mm -hmm. know, in second grade. Um, but the only thing that ever kind of got me out of that was music was playing guitar and, you know, it was metal. So I was I was a metal kid and um, just picked up the guitar. I mean, I played until my fingers bled. That was my escape. That got me out of that dark gray dead town and into somewhere else. You know, I've always been a dreamer. And that's that's what was what was taking me there. So I remember coming home from school, you know, when I was like 12 or 13. And I would just I remember just staring out the window. I mean, for hours, like depression was so in me and it bit me so deep and i i do i just remember sitting there staring out the window 
into nothingness. And again, the only thing that would kind of pull me out of it, because oftentimes we didn't have cable, the cable would be shut off. Uh, even the phone would be shut off. Internet wasn't even a, mm. an option, you know, and, you know, even honestly, even food, you know, we didn't always have, we didn't always have food. So it was, it was pretty rough. And again, the only thing that was pulling me out of that was corn and, you know, heavy metal bands like Slayer and Cradle of Filth and all this crazy stuff. So I was just playing guitar and dreaming and planning and, you know, ready to be done with that life. So once I graduated high school, I went to college for three days and was like, nope, this is not for me. I don't want to do it. I'm a musician. I want to I want to do this. You know, so I, I started a band in the wake and we played tons of shows. You know, I, I actually ended up being the singer because I was the only one of my friends that could figure out how to scream. So I learned how to I learned how to scream and do the growls and do all the, you know, crazy <laughs> stuff. And, you know, at that time I was pretty pissed off. So I had a lot of <laughs> it kind of came out pretty natural and uh you know we played we played warp tour in 2008 we had our music distributed through itunes at that time that was a big deal because you needed label um you know you needed label representation to do that so we didn't have a record deal but we did get label representation to get our music out on itunes back then anybody could do it now but it was you know it was really fun i mean we were playing big shows and signing autographs and had some cds and you know really enjoying some success um but then I, you know, I ended up meeting my dad when I was 22. Oh, Great wow. guy. Yeah. Uh, he, and yeah, he was, he came to one of our shows. I had no idea who he was and he reached out to me through MySpace. So this is going back a little bit, yeah. but he reached, you know, he reached out to me and I, we connected and he was like, Hey, if you want to go back to school, you can live here for free. I'll pay for you to go to school. Just the whole thing. So the band at the time, we kind of hit a wall. We were supposed we had a thing set up where we were going to go to New York City, record our full length album with a real producer, get mm. the real record deal going, have a booking agent, begin the touring. And it would have cost us like eight thousand dollars. And my guys, there was a, just a couple guys that were too. I guess they were just too scared to leap, too scared to take the jump, you know, and they wanted to stay in Pittsburgh and do the album there. And essentially the album never was. I ended up, I did go back to school. I fell in love with college and I've actually been working in higher education for the last over a decade. So, you know, I found a new passion. I found this new thing in me that I didn't even know I had. I failed geometry like three times in high school and ended up being a math professor, you know? <laughs> so it was, uh, it was, it was quite the ride, but you know, like I said, I met my dad and that's, that's also part of the story too, is I, I lived with him for three years and we did a paternity test after three years and we failed it. So mm. I came to find out he wasn't my real dad. I found out that my real dad wrestled in the WWF or well, WWE now, but in the eighties, he was a wrestler in the WWF and um, he was, he was black. So I was told my whole life I was Italian. And then at 25, I found out I was black. And the other part of that is my mom was actually extremely racist <laughs> as I was growing up. Oh, wow. So, there was, yeah, it was a lot to unpack. And um, so, yeah, that kind of gets me up to now. And I, you know, I started writing books and writing's always been part of me. When I was doing the band, I wrote, you know, I did most of the lyrics. And um, even before that, as I was growing up, I would write a lot of poetry. I would write a lot of short stories. And then I started writing books and hmm. speaking and coaching people. And, you know, once I worked with students, I first started in higher ed as a tutor. And once I saw that aha moment with somebody and once they were excited about something, then, you know, I was like, oh, this is I like helping people achieve the things that they want to achieve, you know. 
Yeah. Um, awesome. What about your family? How many kids you got? Uh, I just have one son, my man, Kai. He's my absolute best friend. And he was his his birthday is actually coming up on Sunday. Oh, so cool. we're yeah, we're like inseparable. I mean, he's he's been the greatest joy that's ever come into my life. Hands that's down. Awesome. That's awesome. Just, how, how old is he? My best friend. He's going to be three. Three. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah All right. Like, so you're a rookie dad. Oh, I'm super rookie. Yeah, I'm super rookie. Yeah. So I definitely didn't feel I was like, God, are you sure you're calling me to write a book called Dads Kiss Your Sons? I never even right. had a dad growing up. And, you know, I've only been at it for a couple of years. But, uh, you know, I I listened and, you know, God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. As they right. say. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Um, you know, thinking back to when you were younger and, you know, your dad wasn't in your life. Um, how did that impact you as a child? Uh, because I'm sure you had friends and stuff that had dads that were in their lives. And um, how did that impact you? And and did you seek outside, um, you know, father figures to to help guide you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely was curious. I was like, why don't you know, why don't I have a dad? All my friends have dads. Um, I was raised, like I said, by my mom, but I was also raised by my grandma and my aunt. Who my, that was my great aunt, my aunt Doe. So they were just such incredible people. My, my mom was a nightmare, but being with them was being awake from the nightmare, <laughs> you know, and uh, they they were just just incredible, you know, and my uh, my aunt, those daughter, Vicky, who's ex- me and her are extremely close. I she's pretty much mom to me now. She's Kai. That's Kai's nunny. You know, <laughs> we're uh, we're really close. So I just I really always had people outside of my immediate, you know, household family that just just brought me up right and and were there for me but yeah i mean the question was definitely there why don't you know why don't i have dad and i don't think i thought about it too much as a kid i definitely thought about it when i was about to become a dad and i was like i said out of my mind terrified because i didn't i never saw it i never saw a healthy really a healthy relationship i never really saw a marriage i never saw um i never saw a dad i didn't know I didn't know what that would be like. And I didn't think that I was equipped in any way to do it. I mean, I was, I was really like, I can't, I just can't, there's no way I can do this. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the message of my book. And it's so, it's so important, especially for, you know, not just new and expectant dads, but maybe if you've been a dad for a while and they got a new one on the way, uh, you, you, this fear starts to come in where you think I can't do this. I, you know, I can't do this. And I think fear pushes I think fear really increases our fatherlessness numbers in our country and in the world, because I think fear pushes you to, you know, to the door. And it's just like, no, you can't do this. I never saw it. I, I don't have what it takes. I can't, I don't, I don't even know what to do. I can't, there's no way, you know? Mm -hmm. And I I really was like leading up to that. I was so scared. And the, I think the important messages is people think that, you know, well, yeah, I mean, this guy says he was scared, but like they're not he wasn't thinking what I was thinking. I didn't even want my wife to go through with the pregnancy. And if she did, I wanted to give him up for adoption. That's how scared I was. Wow. Like I had no idea what was waiting for me and how incredible <laughs> the life of being a dad would be. I was mm-hmm. only seeing fear, you know, and if was you was that a conversation that you had with your wife? Yeah. And yeah. how did how did she react to that? I mean, terribly, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and 
I, I, and I, you know, I wasn't saying it in a way of you're going to do this. It was, this is where I'm at. I'm this scared. Like, this is how I feel. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, we talked through it and I talked to Vicky, you know, and when I, I remember when I told Vicky, I was like, Hey, um, you know, we're going to have a baby. And she just started crying uh, and she was so excited. And I was like, wait, this isn't a bad thing. Because in my mind, I had somehow transported back to being like a 14 year old kid that got his girlfriend pregnant. I wasn't this mature adult in a mature relationship with a master's degree, with a career. You know, I, I didn't, I discarded all that. I was just like, I don't know how to dad. Right. You know, I, we, what do you do? This can't happen. And once she showed me like, not only is it okay, you're not in trouble, but this is really exciting. This Mm -hmm. is really cool. So, and then once, man, once that baby was in my arms, as any dad knows, as as soon as that baby's in your arms, it's like a, you know, thing of lightning. It just hits you and you're so overwhelmed and overcome with this love that there aren't any words for I could write 30 books on it. And I won't even hope to cover what you feel in that moment. So the message is so strong of like, just sit through that discomfort long enough to come out on this other side. And what's waiting for you, there aren't words for it, but you're going to love it. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I've said that many times that uh, you can never explain to guys who aren't dads what the love is. You cannot explain it to somebody that's not a, that doesn't have a kid. The right. love for your child, the moment that they're born, um, it is, it's, it's, you transform into a completely different person. And, uh, that's, that's the true blessing and gift behind, you know, becoming a parent, becoming a father, becoming a mother is that, you know, God has loaned us these children to raise for him. Right. And so they're alone from him, but there are children to raise. And I think that's part of your journey is your child. And the reason I say that is because, you know, we know the message that, Hey, God's not going to give you anything that you can't handle. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason behind the, you know, there's a reason behind the things that God does for us. And he knew that you could handle this. Oh, he knew that you could raise this, this boy. And he knew that way more than I did. Right. (laughs) And he knew that you needed it. You oh need my it. God. Amen, because it's going to teach Amen. you everything you needed to know about being a father, uh, raising him. So, you know, I, and it's, it, it really, I mean, just, just experiencing this love mm-hmm. has been the greatest. And I have so many dreams. I've always been such a big dreamer. You know, I've, I've, always i mean speaking on stage with thousands and you know coaching everybody and just being you know around successful people and i still have all of that but i imagine if 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 god was like hey mark you can have any any of those things as much of, of it as you want but not him it, <laughs> like see ya yeah. you know like I li- like I have every single possible thing and dream and desire I could possibly ever imagine wrapped up in this amazing love with this little boy. Like it, it it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. And like you said, I needed it. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I was it's just it's just so funny that like this this has been the book 
that has been doing really well. This has been the book that's been taken off. Mm-hmm. Um, I see you have an Ed Milet book behind you. And I love when Ed says uh, things don't happen to us. They happen for us, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I'm, man, I'm just, I'm so thankful of, you know, it, it, it was, it was a lot of, li- you know, life, life really. Can I swear on the show? No, do you guys not swear? Is that okay? <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> okay. Like life kicked the shit out of me right. for a very long time. And I'm I'm still kind of getting some kicks here and there, you know, going through some stuff right now that I don't, I don't want to talk about it. It's just not ready for public yet. But, um, you know, life has really did a number on me. I would walk through all that stuff 200,000 million more times to get to Kai. There's just no question. You know, and that's how this book was born because, you know, I have this story and, okay, I didn't know my dad, then I met my dad, then he wasn't my dad. And I found out my dad was a wrestler and, you know, it's it's all this, you know, it's it's wild and it's, you know, it's got a lot of hook points and, and things like that. But I was like, well, what's the point? You know, we've all gone through things. We've all gone through pain and mm-hmm. everybody's pain is matters. Okay. Right. Um, I don't, I don't like when people say like, oh, I've gone through this, but people have gone through so much worse. It's like, no, 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 no. Whatever broke your heart matters. What broke their heart matters. All right. Just keep that in perspective. Um, but, you know, I was like, well, what's my message? You know, what, what is the message in the mess that I walk through? What, mm-hmm. what is the point of it? Why am I writing this book? Why am I telling this story? And I commented on a friend's Facebook post. I don't know what they said, but I wrote dads kiss your sons. And I was like, Oh, 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 that's it. (laughs) You know, that's, that's it. That's why I've I've walked through all this stuff. That's why I've experienced these things. It was so that I have this message of, you know, just get rid of that, whatever your thought of masculinity is or being a man or, you know, not crying or not like get that out, you know, and, and embrace this loving, beautiful, openly, you know, uh, dem- demonstrative, just love and emotion, like let that shine in your relationship and just, I mean, explode in love all the time with your children mm. always, you know? Yeah. And, and like I said, sit through the fear if you're an expectant or a new dad right. to get here. <laughs> right. Absolutely. You know? Uh, dads kiss your sons. What, mm-hmm. you know, what is the reason behind that book? What drove you to write that book? Um, You know, like I said, I knew I had a story. I knew that the things I had gone through would, you know, hold impact. Dan Millman, who wrote Way of the Peaceful Warrior, he said, um, life, you know, what what essentially what are our stories if they're not shared? So Mm -hmm. it's important to share our stories. It's it's a testimony and it's going to help people, you know, and the theme with that book, Dads Kiss Your Sons, is, you know, I really, I really think it's so important to to hold, hug, and kiss, speak life over our little ones. And I do a lot of research in the book, uh, heavy research on developmental psychology, neurology, uh, neurophysiology, the anatomy, what's going on, what's changing in not only your your child, but your baby's brain, because 90% of their brain is formed within the first three years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the things that they're getting to know now, that's what's being established. Like those are the neural connections and establishments that are that are happening as they're you know in the as they're in these developmental stages and there's something called you know um uh, physiological synchrony so mm-hmm. when you're holding them and you're you're kissing them and they feel you you know there's a release in them a natural release of serotonin and dopamine and all of the neurotransmitters and things that say you're safe you're right. okay you're loved things are good things are 
secure, you know, all those things. It helps expand coping mechanisms. So when there is stress on the external environment as well as the internal environment, because they're going through so many changes, that serotonin, that dopamine, the lowering of cortisol, which is the stress, you know, hormone, all of that is is building these neural connections of like, even when things are getting hard in and around me, I'm okay. I'm okay. So they're leaning more towards that. Like I was saying, the physiological synchrony piece is that is actually also happening in you. So those same, the same release in those various neurotransmitters and, you know, mm-hmm. um, chemicals in your, in your little one are also being released in you, you know, so I have this cracked foundation from my childhood of insecurity and lies and all this stuff. When I had Kai and I, you know, began this beautiful relationship with my little boy, I saw that through loving him, I was finding healing within myself. I was finding that in building his beautiful foundation of secured love and courage and all these things that, you know, he has, it was adding to mine. It was filling in the missing parts in my foundation, you know? So it's, it's very interesting that you can find healing for yourself in doing something so perfectly natural as breathing by loving your little one. Mm-hmm. I, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I mean, you said it beautifully there, but that's exactly why I said the Lord put him in your life for a reason. And the reason oh, yeah. was to teach you how to love because you had been so lost growing up. So Amen. that, I mean, that's why I said it because I knew that I knew that that was going to be that connection. And you're right. I mean, us as fathers, I mean, there's a special bond between a father and a daughter, mm-hmm. you know, and then the mothers have that special bond between their the mother and the son, right? But right. regardless, there is a really special connection with a father and a son. And mm-hmm. um I have two boys and they're both, mm-hmm. they're both grown. They're adults. Um, yeah. And I was always in their corner. I was always connected with them. I was always doing things with them. I coached all their sports, you know, from the ages of four, all the way up through high school. Um, so right. I was always yeah, listening to the episode where you were talking about taking on the high school coaching yeah. position. Yeah. yeah. I listened um, to that. And you know, it's a, uh, it's crazy to think that, you know, through their teenage years and you're going to, you're going to face this, but through their teenage years, it's not that they didn't like me anymore, but they wanted to be independent. You know, you, mm-hmm. kids figure out a way that, Hey, this is who I am. And I'm trying to discover who I want to be. And so I don't want to hang out with mom and dad anymore. I want to go hang out with friends. I want to go be myself. I want to go do st- other things and that's okay. But we right. had such a strong bond that when they hit those started to hit those early adult years, they came back. And my two boys are two of my best friends. Yeah. And That's I beautiful. mean, we were just just a couple of days ago. We went the two of the three of us went out golfing and we golfed last week, too. Um, just really, uh, really just a good, strong relationship and bond that I have with them. And I'm a firm believer in it the way that I raised them, my wife and I raised them with the love and affection that we gave them. I'm a firm right. believer that that is the reason why we have such a strong connection today. And I, it, it hurts me to see kids that are lost, you know, kids like you used to be um, mm-hmm. that are lost and don't have that relationship and they seek it 
in other things, whether it's oh, yeah. drugs, uh, other relationships uh, with, you know, girls or boys, uh, pornography, sure. um, you know, alcohol, those sorts of things are, are the, the, the result of not having the relationship that they needed to have with their families, with their parents. And that, and that was me. And that was me. You know, I didn't get into drugs or alcohol, really. I mean, I, you know, everyone, everyone at 21, 22 goes out and, you know, right. <laughs> checks it out. Um, some people stay there, but I didn't, you know, drinking wasn't my things, drugs, nothing like that. But going after girls mm-hmm. and looking for my validation, my worth, my worthiness. And well, you know, I have, like I said, I had such deep insecurities and I had such low self-esteem and what comes with that is low self-respect that I was always, if a girl thought that I, you know, if, if, and this is, you know, early twenties and stuff, I mean, really before I got in a relationship with God, that's where I was looking for my worth. I was looking for it in, you know, if, if this girl not only talked to me, but if, well, if I could sleep with her, then, then I know I'm worthy. And when I kept finding out as we all find out when we're looking for (laughs) the right thing in the wrong places is it's totally empty. You know, and you're trying to fill this God-shaped, God-sized <laughs> hole within yourself with everything but God. And yeah, I mean, it, it leaves you just even more broken and it leaves you even more hopeless. Mm-hmm. And it and that that often is a result of not experiencing that bond, that love. You know, I mean, like I said, my grandma and my aunt and Vicky, and they all, you know, they all loved and kissed me and hugged me. And I think that contributed to me not growing up to be a complete, you know, (laughs) maniac and doing, you know, following different crazy paths. But yeah, I mean, there was definitely that time where I was seeking my worthiness way outside of, you know, where God's calling me to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Exactly. And I wanted to ask you this though, when it comes to that book um, specifically, you know, you, you sat down, you wrote this book because uh, you knew that there was a need for it. You knew that there was a reason behind it. Um, what did you discover about you or what did you learn about being a parent or being a father um, during the writing of this book? I mean, was there something that you discovered or learned about you? Yeah, I mean, writing is always extremely cathartic. This is my seventh book um, that I've done. And you know, this, this book is the one that I put the most work into the most heart into. I I outsourced everything except the writing, (laughs) you know, everything is done professionally on it. And, you know, I just put everything I had into it. I think I'm trying to a really good question. And I learn, you know, because I think what you learn is that you're continually learning, (laughs) you know, as a dad, you know, you're, I'm certainly not like, well, there it is. There's the book and uh, good luck. You know, you guys got it from here. Like I'm now I'm in this whole other phase with a toddler and, you know, preschool and interacting with little kids. And why is he pushing this little kid? And, you know, like, you know, it's like a whole other thing. This book was really just, you know, the inf- like pregnancy through, you know, he's still a baby, you know, so that's that's really where that book kind of left off. And oh man, did I? Yeah, I think I just learned that you just keep learning. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I think that's the the biggest thing in that in relation to that. Now, as far as marketing, I learned a whole bunch of marketing stuff because I never <laughs> did it before. Um, yeah, that that's you know, that that's why we're here, because I actually figured out how to start, you know, 
marketing correctly. Before I would just put books out like, all right, what, what's going on? Where's where where are the masses? Where's Oprah? What the hell is going on? Why am I not successful yet? You know, I didn't realize you have to learn PR. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. What uh, what kind of things are you enjoying right now with your boy? Because you know he's three, uh, so yeah, he's you know there's a lot of things he's discovering every single day. Oh um, yeah, uh, and- me and him, we go to Starbucks just about every single day together. <laughs> Pumpkin loaf is his move. He, they didn't have it the one day I got him banana bread. He knew and he threw it at me. He was not feeling it. Um, yeah, Starbucks every day, just about. And um, just we we hang out hang out in a place called the Waterfront. And there's there's just a lot of stuff, a lot of shops, a lot of things like that. He loves Barnes and Noble, which is great because that's my heart. Right. right. Um, and just yeah, running along the trail and playing. He loves. He's he's a really like athletic little dude so even though i know nothing about sports i have a very strong feeling i have to learn quick i might have to reach out to you brian be like yeah do it any of this stuff (laughs) um but yeah he you know he does this thing where he like i'll be holding his hands and he's jumping on the couch and he jumps up and he throws both his feet on my shoulders usually he'll land both his feet there and i'll stand up without my hands and he does like a backflip off me so you know we're doing these little gymnastics at home we do wrestling at home he loves Halloween's my favorite holiday. So we watch we watch like Halloween movies all the time. Uh and pizza. Me and him eat uh, that's our that's both of our favorite foods. That dude could eat pizza every single day, every meal. <laughs> I don't feed him like that, everybody. I, I feed him, you know, <laughs> yeah. the hell Starbucks stuff, and pizza. Starbucks, yeah. What did we get out of that? Starbucks and pizza. Good dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, the journey of being a father, especially when you have uh gosh, my wife and I were just we literally were just talking about this yesterday because we had went to the beach and we were sitting at the beach, and next to us was this mom, and she had uh three kids with her, and the two two of them were a little older, maybe like nine ten years old but then she had this Mm. little girl that probably was four maybe uh and Mm. to see her happy and laughing and playing and just enjoying life uh my wife leaned over and she goes don't you wish we still had a little one running around and and i said no i i don't (laughs) wish that (laughs) i said but uh the fact that, uh, you know, eventually our boys will have, you know, kids and will be right. grandparents. I'm looking forward to that part of it. Um, right. so the, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny, little kids have a way of changing us and making us better human beings, but they can also challenge us yeah. and the struggle can be real. Uh, being a parent isn't easy, especially when you have a toddler. What do you think when you're looking back at how you've been really enjoying your relationship with your son, you know, Mm -hmm. what, what challenges are you facing that maybe another dad out there could relate to? Yeah. I mean, Kai was born in 2020. So right, right in the middle of the pandemic, you know, so you, when you come into being a first time dad, you already are nervous and terrified because you're a first time dad. You don't know what's going to happen. Best advice I was actually given was you learn on the job. So that's what I want to tell everybody. You learn on the job. Um, but, you know, just being so scared of every little, you know, if someone tried to touch Kai, I'm like, did you wash your hands? Can I mm-hmm. see you wash your hands? Can I help you wash your hands? You know, so just that level of of fear. Um, 
you know, so dealing, you know, dealing with that and trying to control that, that was a challenge for me. And then when, when you're, when your little one gets sick, oh my God, there's nothing, there's nothing worse than, than when they get sick, mm -hmm. you know, and Kai last November of 21, he had to have uh, ear tubes put in because he was always getting ear infections. He always had fevers. And then November of 22, he still was getting fevers. He had something called PFAPA. So if anyone's out there listening, this is a fairly it's, it was rare, but it's becoming more prevalent now. But if your little one's always having a fever and there's no explanation for it, and there's they, they can do blood tests, they may see some inflammation somewhere in the blood that can be a sign of PFAP, and the inflammation is actually coming from uh, their tonsils. So he had to have his tonsils and adenoids taken out in November 22. So, mm -hmm. you know, just um, just seeing, you know, seeing them sick has that that's a challenge too, you know, and just keeping yourself together and praying and believing that they're going to be healed and they're going to be okay. And they will be, you know, just getting through that. And then the other fun challenges is, you know, just them not eating the, you know, the chicken nuggets that they've loved forever. And now all of a sudden they don't, you know, right. <laughs> and, you know, things like that, but you just take that stuff and, you know, you just laugh at it. You just keep, you know, you just keep, keep things in perspective, try not to take stuff so seriously. And they're little, you know, let them be little and let them, just do things that you're like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand right. why you're doing this, but <laughs> you're cute as hell and I love you. So I'm just going to keep kissing you. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. What you said there, you learn on the job is so true. And something that I think about, I thought about when you said that is in school, you know, this right in school, you get the lesson, then the test. Mm -hmm. When you're a parent, you get the test, then the lesson. Yeah. And, uh, it's so true because we learn on the job, uh, and mm -hmm. yeah, we don't know if we're doing it right, but as long as we continue to trust in the things that we're doing and maybe seeking help when needed, uh, oh, yeah. guidance when needed, um, everything's going to be okay. And I mean, your son going through, um, a couple different events where he was not feeling well. Uh, yeah, that's, that's tough and that's hard. And it's scary for parents to go through that. Um, oh, but yeah. you know, continuing to love on them and trust that everything's going to be okay. It will. And you work through it. And, uh, I mean, it, I'm assuming that's a picture back there in the background of him. Oh, yeah. uh, that's, that's, he he's adorable. So that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, he's truly my best friend. Like I, I'm not just saying that. And you know, I mean, you just said your boys are your best friend. So, you know, you do, yeah. you understand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let me ask you this, Mark, where people can pick up the book, uh, or mm -hmm. books, whatever they want to look you up, learn a little bit more about you. Um, what do you think is the best place for them to do that? Yeah, I mean, the book's anywhere, anywhere you get books. It's Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart, you know, wherever, you know, online you want to go and order it. Um, really, Instagram is a good place if you want to reach out to me also. You know, I'm always happy to connect with people and chit-chat and, um, you know, that, that's it. And that's, you know, just at underscore Mark underscore Craven underscore. So, yeah, just just reach out Instagram. And, uh, the, yeah, like I said, the books, the books everywhere. And if you go to dadskissyoursons.com and you join the newsletter, you'll get the first three chapters free. So that way you get a little feel for it. If you think it sucks, don't get it. If you like it, grab it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we'll make sure we'll put all that stuff in the show notes. But uh, I want to say thank you for um, the message in the book and the message that you're trying to 
teach others and not only teach others, but learn yourself uh, for your son. Um, And I appreciate our connection now. And I'm looking forward to growing this relationship, this friendship with you. Uh, and I'm excited to watch your, your journey continue as a father, because you're, you're a fairly new dad. So, uh, I'm oh, excited yeah. to watch that. So, um, but listen, Mark, thank you very much for being on the show. And, uh, I look forward to, uh, keeping this friendship up. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for having a platform like this, because this, the, these messages that your, your guests bring are so important. So what you're doing, this work, this mission is, um, you know, it's, it's an, it's anointed, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I just want to thank you for doing this work and thank you obviously for having me. And I'm extremely excited to continue our relationship and, you know, grow together as friends and, you know, you can definitely teach me some things as I'm coming into them. So I'll be (laughs) reaching out and asking. (laughs) Well, thank you again. Thank you for those kind words. I appreciate it. Listen, guys, if you want to check out his book, um, you can sign up for his newsletter and get the first three chapters, and then you can decide whether you want to get it or not. But I highly recommend you go check it out and pick it up. Um, he's a good dude. He's a good dad. And you know what? He understands what it means to have a connection, a connection, a love connection with your child. And I hope that through his book, you guys can learn that as well. And I uh, just want to say thank you again to my to my good friend Mark for being on. And guys, if you have not yet subscribed to my show, please make sure you do that so you don't miss any of the awesome guests that I have on each and every week. And as always, I look forward to seeing you all on the next episode of Dad Up. Wow, another amazing episode in the books. So much was shared and I'm truly grateful my guest was able to pour into you to help you elevate your dad game and really dad up. Make sure you bang that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. And while you're here, please don't forget to leave me a rating and a review. I always appreciate the feedback. Also, did you know you can watch the video interview of this episode? You can by simply going to my YouTube channel at Dad Up Podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to my channel. And one last thing, don't forget, your role as a dad is one of the most important roles you have. So if you need a little help or have questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me on my website at dadoptribe.com or at my Instagram page at dadoppodcast. Until next time, everyone, dadup.